<laughs> oh gosh. Something's got very wrong oh, in the minutes man. leading into today's podcast. Uh, just quickly, this is Three Deep. It's part of the Simo Hoffman podcast. Uh, my name is Scott. Uh, this is Nick over here. Hello. This is Pastor Simo. Uh, we just get together every week. We chat about life. We chat about faith. We have a bit of fun. Um, little emergency that's broken out pre-show. There were a lot of licorice bullets. Now, I, so just to put this in perspective, <laughs> I tested before we started the sound of the licorice bullets that I bought for tonight's show. I feel like I'm the only one who contributes food to this show, but I bought licorice <laughs> bullets for us to share. And uh, I, I put them on there and I realised the packet makes too much noise, so I left a huge pile and I'm working away on my iPad, getting everything ready, and I look around. They're, they're, they're all gone. <laughs> there was dead set 50 licorice bullets on the table. <laughs> and then as I hit How play. How are you laughing and not asleep right now, Nick, you lion? As I hit play on the start of the theme, I see Simeon <laughs> look at where the pile was, right. point, look on the ground to work out if they'd fall down, <laughs> and just the biggest guilty smile I've ever seen rip across Nick's face. I like that he's not even saying anything. He's just laughing. <laughs> they tasted <laughs> great. <laughs> No, 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 no. We're, like we're doing the show at your house. It's Did been you a great evening. Did you just feel ghoul? No. No, 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 no. No, no, no. <laughs> no, no. You could throw a tea towel over them. <laughs> but honestly, you said there'd be dessert. There's been no dessert. I ate the box. <laughs> <laughs> um, before we get into today's show, obviously our favourite game, we're playing it at the end of today's show. Uh, Who you ate the chocolate there? bullet? Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> you weren't there. You don't know. It's where we take a really uh, really well-known bit of the Bible and point out just how weird it would have been if you were there, how very odd it would have been. We're going to play that a little bit later on. Plus, Simeon wants to start arguments with everyone on the show. We'll chat about that really soon. But I just wanted to start with uh, something I don't understand that's been happening in the last week. Mm, um, it's called marriage, mate. You'll work <laughs> it out eventually. But will I? <laughs> um, this time last week. We got together, we did a really good show. Little did we realise in the coming, like, less than 48 hours, our entire yeah, home would be shut true. down. We live in the greater Brisbane area. All of our um, homes were going to lockdown for the weekend. There was a big COVID scare. And right in the middle of this COVID scare was this giant question of whether the fourth test would go ahead at the Gabba. Oh, I thought you were going somewhere different. I thought you were going to ask the question that we had been wondering whether people were asking. Which is? Would ScoMo get back together for <laughs> one oh, special? We, did, we used to do- One special. During the lockdown, <laughs> during the initial COVID lockdown, we used to do a Facebook show uh, and we stopped doing it because everyone had lives again. <laughs> but then on the weekend in our home city, everyone stopped having lives. Yeah. And so we thought maybe we should get people, the band back together. I think that you people just would saw an opportunity for a few it. cheap Facebook likes. 100% huh? I You did. went straight for it. Why, 100% why are you right. even upset about that? I'm not. I was just That's the life that we By the live. way, follow the I was just naming what Facebook was happening. Page. Um, anyway, talk to me about the cricket that starts on Friday because this has been, the, like, you know, when we couldn't work out the AFL grand final that happened, mm. we're going to have it at the Gabba. Like, we sorted it all out. It feels like the sporting game that's had the least possible interruptions, which is this international test with India, for some reason has felt more on again, off again than any other sporting game. Uh, just gamesmanship. Discuss what the heck is happening. Nick, go. Well, they're playing in Brisbane now, so all so of the talk. Happening. It is happening. It's happening. So there was talk that the borders were shut. Would they get up here? The Indians, who are very, very powerful in the cricketing world, said, well, we don't want to stay in a hotel that doesn't have 92 stars. Okay, answer me this. If this is a risky question to ask, you can tell me. Is it just that India doesn't like playing in Brisbane? 100%. It's a fortress. I think that um, Nick's told the most boring version of that story. That sorry, sorry Simeon. What it was was, was an India, evangelical pastor. Why don't you talk up India, the story? India didn't want to be locked into a hotel prison that the Queensland Cricket Board were trying to put them in. So mm. thankfully our incredible Queensland government intervened. They saved us again, just like they saved us on the weekend with a lockdown. Right. So- <laughs> I'm actually more confused than when we started, but thanks, guys. <laughs> thanks. I've sorted it out. Cricket's a sport, Scott. We'll start hey, there. I'm um, speaking of so it- tests take a couple of days though, don't they? Five, five days. Five days. Yeah. Oh yuck! Five days. Why? Now, now- and nothing happens. No, when that's not true. When does it actually true. happen? 
for five days. Oh, the pressure builds. It's, it's, it's building. It, it's oh. like it's it's like it's like watching magic take place in front of your eyes. <laughs> such a terrible for description five, of test for cricket. five days. But is it because, or is it extraordinarily because, boring? No, 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 no. It's definitely not extraordinarily boring unless you're watching the last four hours of the test match where India just blocked their way to a, a oh that was incredible. test match draw. So okay, after boring. five days, there was no result. And to make things even more complicated. Well, draws a result, technically. To make things even more complicated, that would be considered by many cricket fans a success for India. Because India were by all regards out of it. They were going to lose. So they instead of lost. losing, they didn't lose, but nor did Australia win, which meant it was a draw. Which meant it was a draw, but by anyone who would know cricket, they would consider that a win. Scott, for the way I'd describe Test cricket is over five days. It's the pinnacle. It's it's the uh, I don't know the rich heritage of the sport. Is it's big slow moving moments oh, punctuated by it. these moments it. of brilliance. Scott's is a movie guy. Yeah. So okay. you know, a lot of movies they skip big chunks of time. Mm. They skip. Imagine instead of skipping the chunks of time, you get Watch to live it. them out minute for minute. Oh, that yeah. sounds horrible. <laughs> way better. That's Can I say the only one good thing about cricket every summer? Is this? What a great bit of music! Nick, oh. give us some cricket ter- terminology here. And as we head to the break, it is two for two hundred and twenty-two. India have batted absolutely marvelously. They've certainly held their own. We know Stark's given some red hot balls down there. Cracking shot through the offside for four there. You won't see better than that today. Do you know what the best Australia thing? Australia will be ruining their chances. <laughs> the best After thing. the drop catch from Catches, Warner. win, matches. The best thing that happens during any kind of sports commentary is when that happens and then they go, ah, Ninja Warrior. That's back again this year on the Nine <laughs> Network. <laughs> Wouldn't miss it. Gonna One be of my favourite shows. Watch it show. with all the family. Um, anyway, oh thanks I've, for talking about that. Now, speaking of inspiration. No, no, before we move on, I've got some good news, Scott. I've got you a ticket to the first day of the Brisbane test. I have yes. got it. Okay. We are going, and, yes. and next week on the show, we are going to talk about your first day condition. of the test match. I'll right. come on one condition. All right. You tell me yep. at what point during the day that yep. we're there that you'll be able to give me an answer to the question, who's winning? Done. Oh, done. Easy. Yeah? Yeah, okay, cool. We'll be able to tell you by we'll, lunch. We'll give you half-hourly updates. Okay, great. That'll be- That's an easy question to answer. Yeah, who's winning? winning. What's the best? Uh, what's the best? They answer that question all the time. There's an Uber there. That's the best way to get there, yeah. What's the best TV show theme song? The cricket one's got to be up there. Friends is up there. Mm. Oh, uh, but no. Most, I mean, is it specific, best or most iconic? No, specific for the show. So it can't be like a, so- a pop song like Friends has. It's got to be The Nanny. Do you remember the show oh, The Nanny? Oh, hold on, no. let me find it. You don't remember the show The oh, Nanny? Oh, like with, with the Fran reality Fine. one where she would go no, in Fran and do- Fine. No. Oh, come on, mate. You ready? Hold on. There's a there's a quick Hungry there's a Jack's quick ad. ad. There's a quick ad. Play before uh, I can the Nanny, you that. don't remember Fran Fine, Mr. Sheffield? She was working in a bridal shop in Flushing, Queens, till her boyfriend kicked her out in one of those crushing scenes. What was she to do? Where was she to go? She was out on her family. Okay. That's a good one. I, yeah. I was one year old at the time, sorry. Just can, I say, can I say what I believe to be the best one? <laughs> oh, Survivor. Survivor's theme Iconic. song is a piece of I thought that was just ScoMo Shark. Nah, oh, yeah, I Survivor. Yeah. Here's another one for you. Yeah. Oh, hang on, can I look it up? Hold on, I just want to... This is... Oh, what a beautiful bit of television. I need your uh, I need your magical device here. I'm going to put this through. Just anywhere and I want in you the world think- on the CBS affiliate, you can watch that. Okay. I want you to think about- uh, <laughs> What a bit of programming that is. <laughs> oh, dear. Here we go. What's your favourite TV theme song? I don't know if it's my favourite one, but I, this is definitely like an iconic one. I hope it's the one I'm thinking of. I, I mean, I, I just want to make sure, yeah, we're good to go. There's no ad? Do you remember this? You're old enough. Is it X-Files? Yes. yes. Yeah. Can I give you – hold on, I go on. And I was like, this it's the great. TikTok song. <laughs> <laughs> You're too young to understand it. Yeah, no. You would never have watched X-Files, no, would you? No, parents didn't love me, no. Okay, I got one more for you. I reckon you might know this one. <laughs> By the way, I can't believe we haven't said Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Ready, ready. 
You know this one? No. It's ER. Oh, oh ER. Yeah. George Clooney. Oh. This right. launched his career. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Right, hold on, one more. Can I just say, Scott, while he's Nick. looking this up, yeah. a moment of disgust just overwhelmed me. Yeah. As I turned to Nick and I said, what about Fresh Prince? Nick looked at me as though, what is Fresh Prince? Who is that? Okay. I, oh, I know that's Will Smith. Now, they're, they're in bed. They're in bed so we won't do this. But I reckon we could bring your daughters out and they, they would know more than They, would, they would wrap it. They would yeah. wrap the whole thing. You have given them such what? a good cultural learning as they've grown up. I can't believe you don't know Fresh Prince. Uh, if you're as outraged as I am, go to the Simmer Hoffman Facebook page and make sure you put a comment on there. <laughs> Express your outrage. Express your Just outrage. Just quit Twitter <laughs> if you don't like that Nick hasn't seen the Fresh Prince. <laughs> oh, Nick is on Twitter. I'm so angry. Good one from Nick is on Twitter. It's, this is part of the theme. I've never played on the ABC this one. This is the bill. Yeah, I was going to say this is the bill, yeah? British show. My dad refused to take phone calls in the hour that this show was on. <laughs> Every week. That's some pure magic. I can't yeah. believe you don't know Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. No, we can well, I'm as angry about that as the fact that you're angry that Scott knows nothing about sport. Well, it's not that he knows nothing. He just shows no interest. I'm not angry. You get angry really easily. Really? Fresh <laughs> Prince of Bel-Air. You choose this to you get angry on. All know. the social yeah. issues in the world, you choose. One more. Go one more for you. Now, this is actually a song that I would say the song became famous by the TV show. Here's a classic one for you. Bit of scrubs. No, no, not scrubs. That was a Laszlo Bain Superman. Oh. This is way before. If you don't, do you? Have, I do know it. Because I think you would love this show of anyone I know, Nick. Hey, Siri, what's this song? <laughs> it's MASH. Oh, that's what I meant, not scrubs. Scrubs. What an idiot. Another great bit of CBS television right there. Yeah, that's some magical stuff right yeah. there. Would you I, I mean, I don't have you got an idea? You got an idea for a TV show? Oh, that's a great question. My friend Sal, you know, she emceed my wedding. Yeah, 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 yeah. She had this great concept for a TV show. Co emceed your wedding, I helped. The, the entire. <laughs> was she your first choice? Because I heard there story. was a people there. <laughs> that could have been better. Story we've got to. <laughs> The full story of that and the <laughs> jealousy around. Uh, <laughs> we just took a left turn. Also, like just Nick. See, your grace was Nick, good at your wedding dinner. Nick wasn't the grace same good? grace at our Did wedding. Did everyone say, wasn't the grace? somebody during it. Um, <laughs> she had a great idea for a TV show, which is going to kill me for publicly sharing. Oh, good. But it's people on the train on the way to work and it's living out their life how it's seen through their train ride to work. Yeah, it's not bad. That's oh, pretty I do good. like that. That's a good one. That's pretty good. No, I'd watch that. I'm gonna, I'm gonna just like obviously I won't steal her idea, but what about people who are on a bus? <laughs> Where are they going? <laughs> to work or wherever. <laughs> and it's like you live a day, a life, in, you know, a day well, in their you life. You could do on some, du- you could do some double episode specials where they get on like a city cat. Oh, well, what about, what cat. about if it's a series and it's like they're all on the train and then you're living out their day to day lives and it all ends on the same moment they're on the train, and then the finale is train crash. Oh, jeez. Train yeah. crash. No, we just like, did a plot spoiler before the show's even No, but it's gone. like, you know, remember the series Lost? Yes. How about in the end? But all, everyone hated dead. that show. They're all dead in the end. Um, <laughs> well, it's like that new one, The Wilds. Kim's watching it at the moment. Oh, she, terrible. yeah, she, she's, yeah. Helen liked it. That's a great it's question. Terrible. You would have to have a, had ideas for a show. Non-stop. Before. Almost non-stop. You know, I have like notes and notes and notes on my phone of, TV ideas show concepts. For a TV show. Are you more of a TV show or a movie sort of an ideas person? I think I'm probably more of a movie yeah, idea. See, I, I love. I eventually either. want to write TV shows for real, Ooh. but it's just so much. A linear story that fits into a movie is just so much easier. Yeah. To get your and sometimes around. there are TV shows, and I'd like to hear your TV shows that you think fit into this category. That are, are TV shows that should have been a movie. They're just like they've drawn oh, out the idea you know what? or the concept. This Pri- is- Prison Break was one of those yeah. for me. Yeah. Designated Survivor? Designated Survivor. There could have been a three movie, released them in the same 18 months. Would have been good. You know, the show that you and I watched, Looking for Alaska, I wish mm. that was a movie. I thought that mm. would have been better told as a movie. Uh, vice versa, movies that should have been a TV show. Like their, their storyline's so complicated. Oh, Shawshank that- Redemption? Could have been Prison Break. 
<laughs> but there's some there's some movies that you watch and you're like, this is so long and complicated. It you been- know what? For me, modern one, which you should have watched by now, dare I say, The Hate You Give right. would have been an amazing TV, TV show. TV show, yeah, yeah. right. Um, um, I've got a good idea for a movie. What yeah. about if you have a crazy man as the president of the United States of America? <laughs> oh, it's one of the Batman ones. <laughs> it's one of the Batman ones. You really pulled the trump card there, didn't you? And if you're listening to this at any point in 2021 outside of the next five days, we're talking about Donald Trump, not Joe Biden. We don't know what that's going to be We don't know. He could be. Will he even be the president? Uh, 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 Yeah. All right. Anyway. Anyway, <laughs> good fun. That's some good that's fun. Good. That's right good. That's good. Why have you got your wife's medical textbooks? Well, my wife, it's actually, I was inspired by Nick's story last week of his medical emergency that he faced that he Stop used it. to fire the apartment. Stop it. That was used, like a cat used, caught in no, a tree. No, no, no. Uh, like, not even just the fire department, like the elite fireman. That's right. It wasn't it's just like the people this, at no, the no, station. No. Oh, no. He didn't go. It's like going, I need the special forces to assist me with this emergency that I've got. And like, what's your emergency? I've got me ring stuck on my finger. <laughs> anyway, so I was inspired by that and I just thought uh, what I might do is I, I, I thought, you know how a while ago we did that whole like pretend you're an expert in a topic that you know nothing about? Mm-hmm. I actually thought Nick would be pretty good at this one because he's got a bit of a medical background. Oh, here we go. I thought, what about if we did I have an iPad, I'm unstoppable. (laughs) Based on what my wife has been going through, because she's a student nurse, she's been Mm. working up at a hospital, Mm. maybe we could use it and kind of go, what about if we tried to use like medical terminology as a part of our conversation and every time we do, you're going to hear this sound right here. Or do you want to use this one? No, no, no. That was was when you make a point that you've got no proof for but you don't care. Yeah, okay. Okay. So what do you reckon? Nick, you in for this challenge? Yeah, sounds good. All right, let's get this done. Stat. Oh, there he is. I'm onto it. I'm onto it. So you're going to say things and I'm going to tell you what I think they mean? No. Oh. Or- no, we're just going to try and fit medical terminology into our oh, general gotcha. conversation. You know what I'm saying? So do we all have a sheet of- Like, are you feeling alert and orientated right now? Oh. <laughs> yes, but my GCS could be a little higher right now. Oh, he's good. He's good. Scott's looking a bit drowsy. Wait, that's what? one. That's one. Look here. It's right here. Okay. Where's your Where's your uh, Where's your blood pressure? <laughs> I'm pretty good. How's your diet been going? <laughs> well, as I sit here eating lollies, <laughs> this one's This one's so much harder. Do you think it's going to affect your mobility, the oh. lollies? Nick, have you got any? Like, are you still playing this game? No, I can't hear. Uh. The look The look on Nick's face suggests to me there's going to be a real fracture here. Oh, that's good. <laughs> that's good. That's all right. We're lucky we've got Scotty Fitty catheters need removing. <laughs> Why would I know how to remove a catheter? Why wouldn't you? The idea of a catheter scares me, but I feel like they're a lot more common than people think. They're really just a bunch of drains. Yeah. That's one too. Was drain a word? Yeah, it's in there. Yeah, yeah. It's in yeah, there. It was. Hey, Simeon, how's your gas? <laughs> Not too bad. Have you had any bowel movements today? Your jokes are so bad, you must have a TBI. What's that mean? What is Traumatic it? brain injury. <laughs> oh, that's good, Nick. That wasn't even on here. You must have remembered that from your, from your old days. No, no, it was lived experience. Paramedic. I, I, have you been having some um, B&O, by the way? What's B&O? Bowel not open. <laughs> <laughs> I, I challenge you just to, if in fact, if you were to have a tag, like, you know, the graffiti tags back yeah. in the days, yours should be B&O. This is making me feel clammy. <laughs> I, this, I actually hate this. Do you really? Why did you, do you have an issue with medical stuff? Does it make you vomit? I, I mean, if we're going with that. No, the worst thing I've ever done, the worst moment. Did you I've fake to be a doctor? Ever felt oh. as a person. He's along the lines. <laughs> <laughs> you faked being a doctor. You faked being a doctor. Oh, you know, Shut up. I didn't, you walk, did I didn't walk into a hospital and say, when's my shift start, if that's what you're asking. Are you are you from Bundaberg by any chance? <laughs> oh, no. I mean, walking around with masks this week has felt very comfortable. Yeah. Um, Tell us your story. For us too. Me and a couple of my mates were on a cruise we went on a cruise holiday. Was this before you met us? Because this we, was, well, this was on before a cruise I met you. Oh, so they're, they're like ex-mates. Yeah. <laughs> Your former mates. Former um, mates. Like if you were to rate their mates first, these mates, mm. we'd be ahead. Yeah, hey? yeah that's, that's a good segment. 
Yeah, you could be the body as well. You could be the oh. oh. <laughs> um, anyway, we um, there was a, an older couple actually from our church who were also on the cruise, so we'd have dinner and catch up with them throughout. And um, one night there was this group of um, old ladies that were on the cruise together, and one night one of them came over and said we've just watched your family come together every night and we think you're beautiful. Not knowing this is a married couple and three young single blokes on a cruise together. Sure, yeah. Anyway, we then concocted this idea that us three brothers, two of us were twins and were both competitively in our final year of medicine (laughs) and the other one was studying law. We concocted this idea and started sharing it and the old ladies just thought we were wonderful. Amazing. These young doctors on the cruise ship and we'd see them and they'd be like, oh, you're worried about getting back to study, you're missing study. Anyway, anyway. Tell me they showed you a rash. Second last, I actually think this is so much worse. I think this is so much worse than them coming to us for medical advice. Second last night of the cruise, we're in the theatre and Wait, one of- what theatre? The, like, <laughs> oh, that was good. <laughs> we're in the cruise ship's performance theatre and one of the ladies comes by and says, are you guys starting to get ready to go back to uni? And I said, I've just been debating with my mate here. Sorry, I've just been debating with my brother here about the main impacts of a myocardial infarction. And she goes, that's a heart attack. And I go, well, actually, it's the beginning. It's just the heart stopping. The heart attack comes later. And she goes, oh, I think I'd know. That's what's written on my husband's death certificate. Yeah. Did wow. you say to her, darling, I think I would know. I'm a medical student. You're just a silly old lady. I literally. <laughs> I literally. And that was the end of the cruise. <laughs> heard. I know what you could do a TV show on. Impersonating uh, rich and famous people on cruise ships. A hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I was it's like a say, wedding crashes kind of vibe. I was going to say a medical doctor, but, like, you could definitely do rich who, and famous people. Who would play the budding young medical student on the cruise ship? John Dory and uh, Zach Braff. Um, I thought, by the way, do Niche. you remember the show The Pretender? There was a TV show. Kind of, like, in, very vaguely. Back in the day, and this guy who was like between a- between 84 and 94, <laughs> knowing your taste. <laughs> he was like a savant, and he had the ability to be able to learn any sort of, any mm. craft or any- Whatever. So he could learn to become a doctor overnight, basically. Right. Yep. Do you remember that? Kind of. Not That's really. the vibe I'm going for. Like mm. a pretender, but on a cruise. Did you ever watch Suits? Yes. That was because that was very much his thing. Was he just studied, was very smart and studied to be a lawyer without becoming a lawyer. That's right. Played the people, knew that, yeah. Mm. yeah. Hey, boys. Mm. Sometimes people say that we make fun of each other too much. Do you reckon that's true? Oh. Wouldn't call your insults making fun of anyone. <laughs> well, that's, there it is. That's it. Well, it's not medical terminology. <laughs> no, I know, but that's my bell. Oh, for a good, like a good yeah. insult. Sort but of after thing? I just fed you like that, you'll go nil by mouth for the next month. All right, there we oh, go. that was good. That yeah. was good terminology. I tried to set that up and use the medical into it. It was a segue into the next segment. We're doing. Um, whichever lolly I just picked up then was really terrible. Anyway, why are you asking about us? Um, I, well, because I was just thinking, like, we're pretty good at like annoying each other. And I thought about like how the world just seems to argue so much. And we mentioned it a little bit last week. And I thought, I don't think we did it justice. You know, I think we just need to have a moment to work out. Who is the best beta out of all of us? Like I reckon. It's you. It's no got to be you. No way, Nick. I reckon you would win <laughs> You easily. try so many angles. You are the biggest stirrer that I know. No. And the worst bit is that you are like, you're Nobody so good at. that. Oh, that's so. See, it's already happening. You're good. How See that how good stirring? it is? See? He's got me already. So this I've is a post-truth a- world podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Gee, I've come whiz. up with an idea of a game that we could play. Okay. And here's, here's how the game works. So we're each going to have a go at trying to stir one of the others. So the two of us might try and stir you, for instance, Scott. Okay. Right? If you bite back, you automatically lose, right? We might even do something for the winner so whoever can last and sort of not bite back, right? But the rule is we, we, try, and, we try and bait you. We try and get you to argue with us. We try and get you to fight back with us. Uh, we're going to put some time on the clock so there is a limit to it. Here's the kicker, though. Mm. If you don't bite back yeah. during the set amount of time, yeah. 
then you're never allowed to talk about that thing to us ever again. Wait, what? So let's just say we're stirring you about a particular topic. Oh, so you're saying you're not allowed to hold yourself. You can't hold yourself and go, I held myself for the 30 seconds or 60 seconds and I'll get them when we're off air. You are never allowed to talk about this topic Okay, I gotcha, I gotcha. Makes sense? What? What? (laughs) Nick's already trying to argue. (laughs) No, 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 no. Oh, look at him. It's a clarifying question. It's a clarifying question. So, no, that's good. I agree. Great, real, wonderful game, Simeon. Thank you. You're the best. You're the most creative by far. (laughs) What? You've already baited him. We haven't even started. (laughs) No, that was just a polite conversation. That is preamble. Well, well done. We've already got Nick. No, no, so what's the, (laughs) what counts, just paint a picture for me with words of um, what counts as being baited. Well, like if you bite, back, the line? if you bite, yeah, what does if that you, mean? If you, you want, if you like, if you can't shut up, you like you've got to say something, or, or like, well, you're out already. What do you mean I'm out? I'm introducing. Like if the you game. respond, like if you don't just laugh along, but if you've got to have a comeback, like there if you, you feel like you know what, I actually need to speak up. Yeah, yeah. I think I'm going to get done on this because I can't shut up on something. There's yeah, some things that like I, what? that if you, no, I can't tell you. <laughs> <laughs> and then what? okay, that's a good Leave idea. <laughs> What about if at the end of this, so we'll get 30 seconds on each or whatever, like we'll put some time on the clock. Uh, if you don't buy back, we might even at the end of it say that thing that you have that you just know that as soon as someone talks about it, you can't help yourself. Because I see it happen on social media all the time. Scott, you work in an industry where you uh, look yeah. at social media. There are people who just can't help themselves. I would I would love to hear from you if you're listening to this. What is that one mm. thing that you know that you can't help yourself? Great idea. Go to the Simo Hoffman Facebook page. Tell us what you think. I think we should try and bait you first. It'd be too easy. All right, I'm putting time on the clock. All right, you're going to put some time on the clock. I'm uh, going to go first. Should we have some background music while we're doing this? We should go back to the, one of those theme songs. It's like some background music. What what we, I sent you the email about organising background music. <laughs> well, the, have we started? I just email. want to know if we started. <laughs> in the email. You're so hopeless. <laughs> make background music not bad. If it's bad, don't play it. I don't understand what that means. <laughs> Very simple. I just want some background music for this segment. Why didn't you do it yourself? You run every other part of this show. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. All I've right. got some. I've got You've some. You've got music. some. So maybe, Nick, do you reckon we go Scott first or do you got – I reckon you guys will be able to get me too easy. Like it's – but we can – We can. you guys can go me. Do you reckon you'll be able to get me? I don't think so. I think you turn it on in the big moments. But the, this is the kicker. You're never allowed okay, to talk who, about this thing who again. Who do you want to go first? Who do you want to take on first? I think we should take you on, but who do you want to take okay, on? Okay, well, you guys can go me first. Okay, I'm ready. The, the annoying thing is knowing in my head that I can never talk to you about this again makes me just want to speak about anything. I you, do I you lose. have something to go at Simeon with? Not easily. I've got something, but he's he's just too good. Yeah. Like he plays himself down so often. Well, it's like with State of Origin. I don't care about sport anymore. Uh, he'll stand in a corner and knock everyone out for hours. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to try it. I'm going to try first. All right, we ready? All right, here we go. Three, Simo's first. Two, time is on the one. clock. Let's go. And here's some music to go with it. How's this? <laughs> Simo, a great, um, great study that came out the other day proving what we already know, Yeah. which is fathers who don't let their daughters date when they're teenagers are breeding children that have no social skills. Is that right? I haven't yeah. seen a study. So Would you mind? They, when they Would get into mind, their 20s <laughs> and when it's time for them to leave the nest, they actually they can't operate. Would you mind sending that to me? Because <laughs> from really? the age of 13, girls should be allowed to date and Isn't experience. this just an example of short-term pain? <laughs> short-term gain for long-term short, pain. Exactly. Because you, you, you're going to feel good for two years while your daughters are protected, they're trying to build social skills, and you're going to have no one to put you through a nursing home in like, 20 years. Your daughters, your daughters are obviously allowed to date as teenagers to develop social skills. Well, look, I haven't read that study yet, so I'd be very interested to read a bit about it. So you don't want your daughters to date? I do want them to date eventually. <laughs> this decade? It's fine. Think about <laughs> it. Yes, yes, this decade. Think yes. about it. When they go on their first date, they'll mm. just stare at their hands in their lap and they won't talk. Well, they'll Magnificent. just look at their phone the whole time. Look at that. They'll look at it because that's all they know. Magnificent. Oh. I don't think you can have grandchildren, though. <laughs> that's a possibility. <laughs> This is so hard. There is sweat knew, beating off Simeon's head I right knew now. you blokes would do this because. Uh, uh, no, no, we'll park that. That's right. I think you did pretty well. I've got a different angle though, yeah. which is I don't know if you – I'm just going to talk to Scott on this one. It's about Simeon and you can chip in if you want. But you know yeah. how Simeon becomes 
He's got this very innate ability to take mm. on expert qualities really quickly. Yeah. And I go back a few years, you ran a marathon, didn't you? Yeah. Yeah, and you're, you're getting ready to run this marathon and it was your first one. Yeah. First marathon, you'd done a lot of long-distance running and you were speaking to a guy we worked with who had run a couple of marathons. He who? Said, Grant Gerke. He's never run a marathon. Yeah, he has. He tells everyone. He's definitely not run a marathon. Does that count? Yeah, you got me. <laughs> he, definitely, he definitely has not run a marathon. I struggled to run 10 Ks. I can't believe you outed him. You're a moron. Right, eh? So I you told got you, it's so easy. Is this more fun than what you thought it was going to be? <laughs> so just to clarify, the point you got baited on, you can't. Oh, you can talk about it. What I was going for was your exceptional athletic ability over and beyond everyone else, including medical experts. Yeah, that happens, mate. That happens. When you're an elite athlete like me, it happens. I've got the body of an elite athlete. Who we go, uh, can we go after Nick? <laughs> yeah, let's go, go for Nick. Oh, you want to go last. It's nasty. I don't necessarily want to go last. Yeah, yeah, righto. Okay. All right, I'm going to go first again, if that's yep. okay with yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, let's go. All right, I'm just going to try. Were there any treat? Would deep breathing helpful? Oh, I can't do this, Scott. Are we ready? Just... Even the music gets you, hey. You work with interrogators every day. Oh, wow, that's interesting. Yeah, um, sports hey, reporter? Agree with me here. Okay, the I agree. The biggest leadership fail Australia has ever seen politically was a Prime Minister travelling to Hawaii 100%. while the country 100%. was on fire. I think it's disgraceful. He should have actually cared more about his constituents. The, perce- he's a, the he's perception was terrible, people. wasn't it? It yeah. looked really bad. It was no, it didn't look bad, mate. It was bad. It was bad. It didn't look the bad. It was bad. To be here to coordinate what was happening on the ground. I take it from your silence. You agree? I do agree in most with you. There's a so couple you do of points. Think it was bad. I think it could have been done better, and I think if that prime minister had his time again, he certainly would have. Well, so you think by saying, he was saying it could have been done better, it's no, like saying it's bad. Or are you saying that that Prime Minister should have abandoned his country in the middle of a natural disaster? Like, there, there, are, there are people, he could have holidayed anywhere in Australia. He could why, have. Why? So a holiday anywhere in Australia would have been fine. It was the fact you went overseas, you were saying. Is the I would say that's biting. Yeah. I would say no, that no, I was trying to clarify. I was clarifying the question. I'm saying, mate, he shouldn't, yeah, absolutely shouldn't have holidayed at that time. So, sh- no I mean, holidays at all. It's a national all. emergency. You don't holiday oh, during a national yeah, emergency. Yeah, I'd agree. I, I, don't, I don't think he should have. So, he made a bad decision. He's made better decisions. It was a bad decision. Uh, if you think so, yeah. <laughs> no, no we're you asking think? you what you think. Was it a bad decision? Oh, on, on balance, yeah, it was a bad decision. Oh, we got him. Do you have any? I others? knew. I knew he'd agree with us. By the way, yeah. Do you he have just, any? Other? He's that sort of personality that's just like under pressure. I'll just agree with anything. Right. I was hey, thinking about. I, I was thinking an about. Your angle there. I was thinking about the state of origin, by the way, and how you're going to make me soon when you keep touching the headphone thing, and I can't hear. My, it. my headphones keep dropping out. That's what it is. That baits me. Yeah. Um, I was thinking about the state of origin and how yeah. realistically, I, I would argue it. that I there have been it. more New South Wales it. greats than there have been Queensland greats, and I know that you'd yeah. agree with me on this. I do. One. I do. I've got a I few think reasons. That, for that there's too. been overall the better players in rugby league have come from New South Wales. Nathan Hindmarsh. Calling Wally Lewis the king. Oh, I can't stand him. Yeah, is a disgrace. Yeah, he doesn't great. deserve a statue. He doesn't deserve trophies. <laughs> I think if you win the game, you get the trophy. <laughs> okay, Nick, mate, Nick, calm can down. You name it, can you name it? Every single New South Wales origin player, and there's at least five that's better than Darren Lockyer. There's at least five historically No, there'd be speaking. more than five. Yeah, yeah no, no, mm-hmm. I, I would suggest. Let's go through all the ones Brad that are Hitler, better than. Andy in Jones, origin or as a Nathan player Heimarsh, over origin? origin. Mick Devere. Origin. Oh, you're doing it right. Mick Devere. He got stapled <laughs> in the head pretty good, didn't he? Uh, Andrew Johns, Brad Fittler. Um, oh, who else was great? Do you New think? South Wales. Like, do you who think? else was really great? I, I'm running out of names. <laughs> I think we're done with you. He was good. He's he held fast, and in the end, Nick was just weak and agreed with everything we said. <laughs> it just shows under pressure. Yeah, he just uh, he crumbles. I've said this to you before, Nick. I don't make people hate you. People don't know what you stand for. Oh yeah, <sighs> without a doubt. All right, Scott's turn. <laughs> Can anyone tell me what I just quoted there? Hamilton. Yeah, yeah, it was beautiful. Yeah. All right. Okay. Nick, do you want to go first on this? You tell me when you're ready. I'm just going to quickly have a sip of a drink. A bit of a drink. A bit of Kunanga Hill. 
All right. Here we go. You tell me when you're ready. I'll hit play. You up first. I'm up first. Yeah. All right. Three, two. There we go. So you've worked in ministry for a long time. Yeah. Favourite thing. Talk to me. Like it seems that you really have a lot of respect for leaders Mm. uh, across many Mm. Ministries, missions, denominations, all sorts of places. Yeah, who love the platform, who are oh, so important. skilled at using it's their important. voice to share their message. Yeah. It's such a good use of their platform. Hundred percent. If the Holy Spirit's working through you, and if you they're not, it doesn't matter because they're still yeah. evangelizing. And that's why it's so disappointing seeing some of what's happening right now with the removal of that freedom of speech and the of ability freedom of, of the ability for people to be able to truly express without being censored. Once Twitter and are. Facebook become as big as they are you yeah, can't pretend that they're no longer jo- they're no longer yeah. tech yep it's it's part of the they're like a nation of, they're like a what nation you, what do you themselves. want to say what, like who's being censored well I, I think it's important that people should be able to everyone's just voice should be able to be put out there whatever they want okay everyone like literally literally everyone, everyone. yeah holocaust deniers everyone well they, I, they should I, have I probably a, wouldn't go that far no but they, you know it's only fair <laughs> it's only fair everyone's got a voice <laughs> Right? <laughs> right? So you think, Scott? Uh, Tell it. Well, I'm assuming by you staying silent, you're you agree. <laughs> I don't know if I can agree with Nick on that one. <laughs> ah. <laughs> he's actually, he's done so good. He baited me as well. <laughs> and I was on his dead side. Is that a bonus point? I just think. <laughs> tell us what you really think. Don't be crumbling. Yeah. Otherwise, never speak on this issue again. I mean, freedom of speech for you and for everybody. <laughs> I get, you know what? If you're going to say Got freedom it. of speech for you, then you need freedom of speech for everybody else as well. We got you. Where you going? Where were you, you going to go? Where were you going to go? <laughs> I did, all I'm saying is you can't claim freedom of speech if you're deleting comments. <laughs> oh, got but it. if you delete the, the comments, there's got no dissent and you're obviously you You've inspired. You've got freedom to delete and freedom to speak. You know what I'm saying? Yes. If I want to delete someone's comments. And people have got freedom to call you to an idiot. It. Twi- does Twitter have freedom to delete and speak No. Well? No, no, They're the no, platform, Scott. not the moderators. Oh, I'm the moderator of my own platform. Oh, my goodness. I pay for those servers. I pay for those developers. <laughs> I can do what I want hey, on this free platform. Boys, that was a heck of a lot more fun than oh, what I thought it was going to yeah, be. I thought it would get boring. Maybe yeah. it was boring. Maybe yeah, I don't know. But I, I encourage you to try that with your friends. It is oh, good fun. <laughs> you were a proper Theodosia in that one, Scott. Well done. Yeah, Nick. So why, why was I Theodosia? Oh, so many reasons we don't need to go into. <laughs> Name one. <laughs> Actually, name four. I want you to name four. I couldn't name four football players. <laughs> this is a Hamilton reference. That was Hamilton. Um, guys, it's um, it's my turn to bring a scripture for our favourite game. Oh, yes. Mm. You, you don't know. You, you weren't, weren't there. there. Thank you, Nick. Get it the right order, please. Uh, <laughs> Did you get the um, the sample of the audio I sent for the intro song? Um. It's not. I just tried to play it then. It's not working. Can you Dang just do it. it? Can you just do it with your mouth Dang quickly? It. I can't. No, no, well, do it. The sample. We'll give of you the a audio. slow clap in. The sample of the audio. All right. Are you doing the final countdown from Europe? You weren't there, you don't know. This is our Bible game where basically um, every week one of us brings a scripture. It's probably a scripture you've heard a few times before, but then when you really slow it down and you think, imagine if I was there, imagine if I was in this moment, gee, this is a bit weird. We actually got this from Catholic spirituality, Ignatian spirituality. It's what they'd say. You should go through the scripture and smell what you'd smell if you were there and see what you'd see, be in the moment. I'm turning this game into a bit of a game for you guys today. All right, I'm in. You've got to make a decision. Okay. It's an Old Testament story or a New Testament story, but also a slightly crude but very weird and funny story or just a downright scary story. Okay, I've no idea what the heck you're talking about. You've got to choose one. Okay. The Old Testament crude funny story. Or the New Testament, just downright weird, scary story. Can we have a moment to talk about it? We always do Old Testament so often. And, and Scott would go crude. I don't think it's a crude type of show we're doing. So That's just crude. such a Scott thing. 
What's going Why on? Why is he? He's always so crude. People don't realise this about him. They think he's a good, clean. People wonder why I call him Theodosia. Let's go New Testament. All right, let's go New Testament. Do you want to tell him or should I tell him? You tell him. All right. New Testament. What did you guys decide? New Testament. <laughs> I'm actually disappointed by that. I really like the oldie one that I got. But we discussed the that, crowd but we thought decided. that um, we don't like you. Sometimes you're a bit too crude. This is actually the scripture that made me think we should play this game. It appears in Acts 5. Mm-hmm. Now, a man named Ananias, together with his wife, Sapphira, also sold a piece of property. Ananias or Ananias? Is that right? Ananias? Well, I just thought we were slowing it down. Ananias. A-N-A-I-S, isn't it? A-N-A-N-I-A-S. With his wife's Ananias. With Ananias' full Ananias. It was one of them. With the knowledge of his wife, he kept back part of the money for himself but bought the rest and put it at the apostles' Feet. Mm. Then Peter said, Ananias, how is it that Satan has so filled your heart that you have lied to the Holy Spirit and kept for yourself some of the money you received for the land? Didn't it belong to you before it was sold? And after it was sold, wasn't the money at your disposal? What made you think of doing such a thing? When Ananias heard this, he fell down and died. Mm. And a great fear seized all who heard what had happened. Then some young men came and buried him. About three hours later, his wife came in, not knowing what had happened. Peter asked her, tell me, is this the price you and Ananias got for the land? Yes, she said, that is the price. Peter then said to her, how could you conspire to test the spirit of the Lord? Listen, the feet of the men who buried your husband are at the door and they will carry you out also. At that moment, she fell down at his feet and died. Mm. I mean, are you wanting to talk about how annoyed those blokes would have been? They're like, we just buried him. Now we're going to done this in one hit. <laughs> now we're going to unbury him, bury, what are they, and bury them both. You guys know we're charging double for this today. <laughs> there is like looking through the lens, and please hear our heart of actually talking. You know, we're not when we play this game, we're not desecrating the scripture. We are, we oh, are man, Simeon, going huh? deeper into the scripture. Now that we look at this through the lens of like big cults that have happened in recent history, you start to really look at this and go, if you were there, if you were part of the Axe Church, you'd be like, did they um did they kill Ananias and yeah, Sapphira because they lied about their money? Mm. Did they get murdered in there? Is that what happened? I mean, from a distance it appeared that way, except there were so many witnesses that just watched it happen. Like, I want to know, if you're a witness in the room, what's your first thought? Why are they questioning? You just put all that money there. Why are they even questioning it? Like what, what would your, honestly, if you were there and we're mm. talking it's a modern day church now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 2021. Yeah. Everyone's wearing a mask. <laughs> <laughs> but it might, like for real, imagine you're in a church service, they lay it down there. What would you honestly think if you saw that happening? Oh, you'd feel very uncomfortable. Because they're being so open and showy. Yeah. And then that being questioned as well. Because, you know, this links in really well with the scripture about it being about the posture of your heart, not Mm. about how much you give. But you would definitely be like, oh, geez, it's a bit awkward. The church is questioning them. Yeah. I mean, before he drops dead, what would you be like? Why would you even ask that? You don't ask those things. Even if he is doing that, like- just leave him. Just look how much he gave. Look how much he gave for the church. So, so yeah. buy a new projector with that. Yeah. But so the modern analogy, going through it quickly, is that uh, someone in the church, him and his wife, they've sold their house for six hundred thousand dollars, and they go into the church and they say, well, "He goes first, says I've sold my house for five hundred thousand dollars, and I'm giving it all to the church." And then she comes in ten minutes later and says, "Yeah, we sold it for five hundred And the elders like, "You're both lying. You're mm, lying to us. Mm, You're lying mm. to the Holy Spirit." What for? You're so conceited. Off with your heads. Mm. We're not even off with your heads. Well, not off with your heads, but, but like why just, did you need to lie? Even the reality of then saying, like of Peter saying, why would you do this? Like I think sometimes we can look at the tone of it and be like, Peter's like, mate, what, what? And, and just look at it and go, and they drop dead. Imagine how heartbroken Peter would have been. Do you, do you think- do you think Peter knew what was coming or do you think it would have been quite confronting for Peter as well? I don't know. That's a really good question. I'm not sure that Peter did know or expect what was coming. I think to see that, to me, it reminds me a little bit of um, 
it reminds me a little bit of the time where uh, Moses stood out the front of his tent and there was another family that was challenging him. And I wonder whether this was almost a challenge to Peter's leadership and authority over the church as well. Remember the story in the Old Testament, Moses stands out the front of his tent and there's another family that had challenged him. And Moses goes, okay, well, we'll see who God favours. We'll all stand out the front of our tent. Everyone who agrees with you, stand with you. Everyone who agrees with me can come over my side. We'll see which one God favours. And then the land on the other family opens up and swallows everyone. Like just the whole, just swallows them all into the ground. I'm saying it for the second week in a row. Old Testament God is an emotional God. Right? And then everyone's like, okay, let's not argue with Moses anymore. I do wonder whether this is actually part of this is setting a precedence and part of it is almost like a – I'm seeing Adam and Eve themes. I'm seeing this bride and bridegroom both from how this new early church is trying to stand up and be faithful to its groom and that's what they're kind of doing here. And in the same way, you've got Ananias and Sapphira who are off with the fairies doing their own thing. He's not leading her. She's not supporting him and now they're both dead. Mm. Like it's a little bit Adam and Eve. Yeah, it really is. There's also the reality of like Peter didn't care about the money. Like you mentioned before, it was actually the posture of their heart. It's like if you want to keep it, just just tell us that. That's fine. Yeah. It's the fact that yeah. you came in and you tried to say that it was something that it wasn't. It, it's almost like there's a hint of pride of them wanting to be like, look at how much money we've given all of our money. Yeah. It's not about the money that they've given. It was about the, the way that they went about it. It was about the posture of their heart. It was about the character that was being shown. And, and I think it's about... You know, you, you look at the amount of compromises that we sometimes make and, and, you know, the three of us have spoken about this because we we actually have sold our entire lives out for the cause of what, what the Bible actually says. Like for us, it's not a thing that we attend on a Sunday. It's not a thing that we we kind of go, okay, I'll read my Bible every now and then I pray. It's like, no, this is who we are. Mm. The, the, the Being a Christian, outworking the gospel, outworking what the Word of God says is who we are. Ah, mm. that's not the case for everybody. Mm. And I know that that's hard to, to say out loud. For me, it's hard to say out loud because it seems very judgmental. There are people who the sum of their faith is their attendance to church on a Sunday. Mm. So I can see why sometimes people get so frustrated and going, when the service is coming back, why can't my services, why can't church be just the way it was? Because so much of their faith is caught up in that. Mm. And I think that that there's almost like even now we're going through a reset of what church actually is. We're going through a reset of what being a Christian is and being a part of the kingdom of God is. I think this is a time where God has reset what his people are and what they stand for. Yeah. And the character and the nature of who they are needed to be set right, right from the start. And I think this would have crept in because, look, if you look at the language he uses, how is it that Satan has so filled your heart? This isn't just a how could you have made such a bad decision. It's like, no, man, you've let Satan fill your heart. That's how seriously they took this character issue. And it's, it's, it's so clearly not about the money. No, definitely not. Definitely not. It's about being integrous. It's about being faithful. It's about being true. And, and I think that there's almost a challenge to the leadership of, of the way the new church is going to be. Mm. Is it going to be based on showmanship? Mm. Or is it going to be based on sincerity and authenticity? This must have been really challenging because this church was what one of the most powerful early movements of the first church where they're out, they're being given great grace and power and authority to do things and they're seeing massive transformation everywhere they go. And then like these guys maybe weren't elders in the church but they were significant enough. Yeah. They were key players and then like that would have rocked that little unit. 100%. Yeah. Well, I, I challenge that thinking even there, Nick, and that, you know, this was a great little church or great new church or whatever, the, the concept and idea of church was always the body of Christ, the bride the bride of Christ. So it was the outworking of the will and the testament and the workout of God. So yeah. it's it's so for me, it's like every single one of them was the church. It wasn't just these were a part of our church. It was all of this was the church and as the church was emerging, it was like- mm. As the church, the concept and the idea of the outworking of it, none of this, none of this, I don't know, this character or this nature could be a part of what the church was about. That challenge to us then is simply 
what do we allow in our lives that are exactly like Ananias and Sapphira's? Sapphira. Like honestly, what are the things in our life that we're like, we make promises to God or we we say, God, I'll, I won't do this again. Oh, God, I will do this. You know, this year, God, I'm going to make this commitment. I'm going to read my Bible every day. I'm going to do this every day. And we just don't do it. Like at the end of the day, I, th- I wonder whether God's going, don't make big, bold promises. Just say what you're going to do and then do it. I'm not impressed by you saying that you're going to read your Bible every day if you don't do it. I'm not impressed by you saying that you're going to serve me more faithfully this year. I'm not impressed by you saying that you're definitely going to share your faith more openly if you don't do it. Just be a person of your word. Don't say you're going to do more than you're going to do. I wonder whether that needs to be part of the church. Yeah. Because it, it, it comes back to the same thing of this issue of pride. It's great. Oh, it's great to be like, oh, big year, committed to God this year. Big year. It's yeah. God's year. To be honest with you, I get frustrated. This is me actually getting genuinely baited now on my own thinking. I actually get frustrated sometimes watching some Christian social media. I, I almost throw my phone across the room in frustration because I'm just like, man, it just feels so inauthentic. And I'm not so, – and whatever, I get it. I'm, I'm being judgmental. God deals with me with that. Don't don't worry. I know that. I, I, str- I challenge myself on it and I struggle with that same thought process. I do just struggle sometimes with the, the messages in there. You know, we were joking before, Scott, about, you know, like – freedom of speech and whatever yeah, it is yeah. and, and all of that sort of stuff. And and I know that there are some you know, Christian leaders who are bitterly offended by what's happening in, in, in the Twitter sphere and whatever else. And I'm like, who who actually cares? Like mm. actually who really cares? Like we need to stop concerning ourselves, in my opinion, stop concerning ourselves so much with our social media voices and presence and being able to had this and that said and actually just authentically live out our faith. And I'm not saying that those people are authentically living out their faith. I know that there are so many of these guys who are. I also know that there are some Christian keyboard warriors that you're just like, yo, like this does not represent the Christ that I see clearly written in the word of God. This does not represent what the church actually stands for. And I wonder if it's like Ananias and Sapphira where it's like, just don't say it. Just be more authentic. And I, I wonder sometimes where the social media is this, I don't know, breeding ground for, for false claims. You know what I mean, Scott? Like it's, it's, it's that it's the whole idea of I remember I used to run mission trips. So I'd take people over to, overseas on these short-term mission trips and, and no doubt people would fall in love with these third-world countries that we're in and the communities that we're in. We'd have to remind them right at the end, just remember – all you've had is a postcard experience of this culture. It's not reality. You've seen the best of the culture that you've been here for for two weeks or three weeks. You haven't lived it day in, day out for month after month after month and year after year after year. And it's a snapshot. It's a postcard. It's not the real world. I think sometimes social media creates this snapshot and postcard and can create pressure for people if they let them if they let it to themselves, it can create this pressure to create this idea of who we are and this idea of who we are as Christians and sometimes this idea of who we are as a church. And I don't know that it's always helpful. I think we are sometimes like Ananias and Sapphira where we're like, look at all these amazing things. Look at this great thing that I've done. Look, I've gone out and done this charity. Look, I've gone out and gone and done this and gone and done this. And it's like that's not the reality. It's not the full story of who you are. Mm. Just be honest. Mm. I don't know. I'm ranting. Yeah, I think there's probably two really solid points I've, I've pulled out from what you were saying. I think some people like to argue and they like to have views and being able to cloak that as I'm being a warrior spreading God's truth yeah. is a really nice defence. Um, it's just it's just a real shame that it's hard to find any genuine New Testament biblical backing of doing that. I don't think there's much. Forget that. Be, be blatant. There is none. Yeah, I don't, I don't think there's – I think it would be very hard to justify starting and joining arguments on social media by anything that is written in the Bible. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, the other thing that I take away from what you said is, uh, you know, last week on my social media and a few people did this and I, don't, I definitely don't want to out anyone um, and I, I don't 
I don't think I am doing that. But last week um, on the weekend, it just really struck me on Friday night as we went into this snap lockdown in our in our area that there are probably people that were feeling some really strong feelings. And, mm. and I put up an Instagram story and said, hey, this is how I'm feeling. Really excited for an introvert day tomorrow. Glad I got to work Sunday. This will give me a reason to get out of the house. Mm-hmm. How are you feeling? And um, a number of people replied and were like, I'm so glad to slow down. Oh, I'm just going to miss church on Sunday. I'm like, but are you mm. or did you just feel like you had to say that? And I'm sure there are people that miss the experience of sure. church, of worship, of group worship, just of community, but it just feels like sometime. I used to work for a Christian radio station mm. and we regularly, when, you know, people would call, we'd be doing, you know, give the radio station a call, tell us the funniest thing your kids ever said to you. Oh, Simo's called through. Simo, how was your weekend? Every time. For such a majority of callers, the answer would be, "Oh, you know, we just had a great time at church." Mm-mm-mm. Like, what, are you are you trying to be like, like, I'm a good Christian? It's it's so often, and I again, like you say, you don't want to be judgmental or Mm-mm-mm. judge where people's hearts are. I just think if there are people who are in that situation who are like, "I'm a Christian calling a Christian radio station Mm-mm-mm. talking about Christian things," that's not what that's not, not what this you. faith calls yeah. for. Yeah, 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 yeah. And that's what I see sometimes in the social media world and it it does frustrate me and sometimes it hurts me. That's why, like, my social media presence is pretty lackluster and I, I understand that people consume a lot of what we're doing through social media. So I understand the necessity for it. One of the big things that I think is that I'm trying to use to distinguish who who we are is just the, the simple word authenticity. Like, I, like I'm not a perfect Christian There's and, and I'm not trying to pretend that I am. What I do want to be is I want to be authentic and I want to, I want people to know what my real world really does actually look like. I got a question for you then. Yeah. I mean, um, speaking just very honestly, and, and I don't want this to be a platform where I or we push a specific agenda because I know we agree on a lot of things, particularly politically. I don't want it to be that. So if you disagree with this, this doesn't mean that, we think you're wrong. No, no, no. I think uh, struggling this week seeing Christian leaders seemingly ignoring an act of domestic terrorism in the US mm. as if it was okay to justify something that they see as God's plan. And I really started to think, where are we going as a church? And inauthentic feels like an answer that we're hiding politics and calling it Christianity and all of that kind of thing. Where where do you as a church leader see the ability for authentic Christianity to come out in the day-to-day function of a church now? Is yeah. it possible? Does the table need to be flipped? Like, Well, well, for a start, like I, I even, Scott, you know some of the journey I've been on. I've been struggling with terminologies of church for many years. And so part of it is like, yeah, but like even when we say in the church, I'm like, yeah, but we are the church. So it needs to come out in our authentic relationships. It needs to come out with our authenticity. And even though I, I did that game that we did, like here's an insight into how my head thinks. We, I came up with the idea of that game of, of baiting each other purely because I, I think that we actually don't know how to respect differing opinions and views anymore. Mm. And we don't know how to have good genuine conversation around differing views and argue well and argue authentically and be willing to learn authentically. I was horrified by what I saw taking place in the US and I was equally horrified when I took or when I watched riots that took place earlier under the the visor of Black Lives Matter. I think both are equally as horrible. So to say, oh, but they did this and they did that, that's so unhelpful. And I think that there's a divide that's been creeping in that is just absolutely mortifying. And, and, and there's a word in the Bible and it's one of the fruits of the spirit, and simply the word peace it comes from a Greek word. Say it, sorry, what was it? The word is peace, and the Greek word for peace is irene in the Bible, and irene means two things coming together. So the idea in the, of on the concept of peace is two things being stitched back together. So imagine two pieces of clothing that have been torn apart, and they're needing to be a sewing of things back together. For that to happen, there needs to be a piercing of both of those things and a thread that actually ties them together. There needs to be a decision for there to be an overlap and there to be a willful and intentional decision for there to be unity. There cannot be peace 
while there's separation. It doesn't happen. Peace means coming together as one. That's what peace is. So the easiest example I give to people all the time is, you know when you're double-minded about something, well, I do this, I don't know if I should or I shouldn't do this, and then all of a sudden you're like, you make a firm decision and then you're like, oh, now I've got a piece about it. That's what that whole word and that concept looks like. I, I think what I look at and happening right now is that there's almost, there's been such division because we haven't been having authentic conversation. There hasn't been authentic relationship. The very structure and nature of how we operate as a church comes into question when we talk about that because we look at it and go, if you look at what we were doing 12 months ago, most people, their church experience was you rock up on a Sunday, you talk to some people beforehand, you do your service, you talk to some people afterwards and you go home. There's no real sense, but there was a moment where people's lives were overlapping, but there was no real sense of authenticity. Over the last 12 months, there's been this division that's taken place around the world and the church is not uh, immune from it. It's taken place in the church. I'm seeing political divides and I'm seeing uh, I'm seeing ideological divides taking place in a church and I'm looking at it going, I get that you've got differing opinions and that you've got differing views. It doesn't mean that you can't actually learn how to operate together and actually be strengthened and be better. We should be demonstrating what this looks like, not actually perpetuating the problem. And when I watch church leaders perpetuate the problem, it, it I promise you it breaks my heart. It actually makes me so sad to the very core of who I am because I, I'm like, do you not get it? Do you not understand what's happening? You're not bringing unity. You're bringing further division. You've got to be willing to, to surrender. You've got to be willing to sit and listen and, be, and respect others' views and respect a flippant democratic vote that's taken place. Watching Christian leaders talk about stop the steal and, and freedom of this and that, I'm like, are you kidding can you look at what's happening right now and actually make a decision for peace, which comes through this, the joining of two things together? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know is an interesting place to finish that. I'm just, I don't know where else to land it because it, it breaks my heart, Scott. Like, honestly, we got deep real quick. That's what's called 3D. Just, sorry, just to undeep. Is Nick still awake over there? <laughs> You're awake over there, sweetheart. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, it was a licorice bullet coma <laughs> I was in for a But I think we're in such a unique position. I've said this for a couple of years with you guys and other people in that social media, that old chestnut, has only been a meaningful thing in our lives in the way that it has been for 10 years, like only 10 years. Like Facebook was emerging in 2008. We're in 2020, 21 right at the start. That's, that's 10, 13 years that people have been using this stuff and we're starting to see what it's doing. Everyone feels that they've got this opinion that can be put out and that they can fight for what they believe in so vehemently. And st- How is that feeding the hungry and yeah, yeah. clothing? Like it, it's not. And- as you were speaking, I'm thinking of Matthew 25 mm. and the son of man comes in his glory, the angels with, he's going to sit on his throne. He's going to like, he's going to say, well, who was feeding? You're all fighting on Facebook. Mm. What that is like. You're sometimes. all putting forward these opinions and these <laughs> beliefs that are not only wrong, but you're not even helping the people that I've told you to help. Sometimes it feels like, what's the point of feeding sheep if no one's watching? That's what it feels like with social media. You know what I mean? It's yeah. like everybody needs to know what I've done. Yeah. And anyway, it's, it's, it is it is tough. It's difficult. And, and, you know, when, here's another question. When did social media become a human right? Yeah, <laughs> hasn't that been bandied around this week? I think, I think we live in this really, one of the really funny parts of living in a very rich Western country is this idea that we don't know what being oppressed is. Mm. So just any time something doesn't go the way we want it to, we call it oppression. Mm. This all came, by the way, for those who are still listening up to this point. <laughs> thank you. But this all came from the scripture of Ananias and Sapphira. Who, who, <laughs> Do you reckon maybe this was bubbling underneath that no matter what scripture we did, this was going to come out? Well, it came from this reality that they put forward an image of who they were and it wasn't the authentic image of who they actually were. And that became so offensive to God that he's like, you know what? This is so offensive. It cannot be a part of my church. Yeah, wow. And I think we're in the same position now. And my question to you and to us is where does this exist in our lives? 
100% because we can sit here and we have called out certain people and how they've responded over the past week, but we would be just as hypocritical if we sat here like if only they were like us Mm. and had none of these issues in their lives. Mm. Yeah, because the challenge is the same for us. How have we outworked Matthew 25 this week? How have we outworked the call of the gospel this week? Mm. Mm. Yeah. You know what time it is? Oh, no, it's not final <laughs> words with Nick time, is it? Sure is. And you know what? He's full of licorice bullets. He's, so full, of, he's full of hope. He didn't get baited, but he did bait us both. <laughs> this is going to be a good one. I'm not going to waste my shot. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast. Just search Simo Hoffman, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your podcast, and follow the Facebook page. Just search Simo Hoffman, double F, double N, which I only learned less than a year ago is how you spell your last name. So thanks. We can fight on there if you, you want. spell Simo? I have this fight with everyone. One M, two M. One. One M. One M. Thank yeah. you. Anyway, final word, Nick. Let's hear it. You want me to turn it right down? Turn it right down. Okay. Right down low, really low. Yeah. It's a really harsh, upbeat song. It's a good song. Look, okay. my, it, it's not big, it's not groundbreaking this week, but there, we've talked about it tonight. There is just so much noise everywhere. Mm. Everywhere, whether you're on social media or you're you're not, whether you read the news every day or you don't, whether you talk to people or you don't, there are opinions and feelings and emotions everywhere and it is exhausting. It is exhausting. I'm not even on social media and I'm exhausted by it. Finishing tonight, I just think have a breath. Give yourself that space to have a breath. Turn the noise down for a minute. Literally. Turn the noise down for a minute and just have a breath. There is so much noise out there. You don't need to listen to it all. You don't need to respond to it all. Just have a breath and focus on the main thing, keeping the main thing the main thing. If you'd like to add some feedback to Nick, you can find him on Twitter, (laughs) but not on social media. (laughs) And he's only following 100 people now, and I'm scared he's going to unfollow me. But you'll find him on Twitter. You can follow him. Not parlour, Twitter. (laughs) Have a good week. Bye.